You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, another exciting show for you today. I've got a friend of mine on who came on previously. It was August time last year and the world has substantially changed since she's been on. Absolutely. So I thought, I Almost it was, a full 360 actually. <laughs> honestly, hasn't it? So what a, better, what a great time to get you back on. She is an international keynote speaker and she has been revolutionizing how companies should source talent. Please put your hands together for the incredible Vanessa Roth. Jeez, Nats, I think I need to hire you and take you around when I go presenting in places because I think that's the best intro I've ever had. So, <laughs> pack your Just, bags. Get me on. Give me the get the crowd going. Come on, everyone, listen to this. <laughs> How are awesome. you, man? Are you doing well? I'm excellent. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in Africa, as you can see. Look at my background. This Look is one of the, the photos that I took. This is my side hustle of wildlife photography when I have a bit of downtime and I'm allowed to leave my house. This is what I like to do. Uh, do you know what your pictures because you've been recirculating a few of them haven't you recently yeah so we were supposed to be in the bush actually I think we would have been back by now but we were planning 10 days over Easter in the bush and I thought well if I can't be in the bush let me work on some photos and let me post them and see what happens so oh. yeah, I always get a good response but it's uh, I think anything you're passionate about is is going to get a good response right get a good re- right absolutely now we are definitely going to come on to why you're not in the bush at the moment but first off just for everyone listening can just a quick reminder and a recap on who you are and what it is that you do okay so my real job that puts a uh, bread and wine on the table is uh, bread and wine an, <laughs> <laughs> i work as a um, international sourcing trainer so what that means is that i train talent acquisition specialists and researchers and recruiters on how to find talent more effectively and more efficiently so, you know, everyone's kind of doing the bog standard thing around the world of looking on job boards and looking on LinkedIn, but there's so many other options and so many different sites, uh, especially when it comes to finding tech talent. So that's what I do a lot of uh, training and teaching on. But at the same time, I still source because it's so important to keep your hand in on the sourcing side because that changes so quickly. So I also source for companies globally and move good talent all around the world. But um, when uh, the lockdown started happening in Europe, I had about three phone calls in 24 hours to say, Vanessa, what you've done is great, but we've locked down our borders, so we can't move talents around or into our country. So at the moment, we're just going to put all of that on hold. So that was a big shock for me because that was a, a substantial part of my income that was suddenly just stopped thanks to a global pandemic. It, you know, so, it yeah. has been, yeah. So at the moment, I'm, a, I'm basically a sourcing trainer and a sourcing consultant. I absolutely love it. And you know what? That's what's incredible. And we will come on to that is how folk have adapted in these times, because I think, and we were just talking very briefly before the show, there's a need, isn't there, to be very flexible, to be very adaptable and to be able to change with the times, because these are the, the buzzword unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this. And those people who will have longevity within any field are the ones who can react and think, right, okay, what do we do with this? How do we make this a good opportunity? How do I bend what I'm doing going from being a restaurant to being a delivery service or whatever that might be? What do I need to do in order to function and move forward? 
Absolutely. And I think it's all to do with uh, mindsets, you know, as, as we also um, have been talking about. But for me, the smaller you are, the more agile you are, the more you can adapt. And I think that that's really important. You know, one of my saving graces is that, I mean, I'm talking to you from my third bedroom, which is also known as my office. Um, so I don't have big overheads of rent. Um, I haven't hired staff. Um, I mean, the business has now been going for a year and I'm very glad that I've kept it quite lean and agile. I have had a few people approach me to buy the business, to join the business, et cetera, et cetera. And I've just thought, you know, I like it the way it is. I'm having fun. And I think that, because of that, I've been able to quickly change and adapt. I mean, when lockdown was announced in South Africa, which is, we were actually talking about it this morning, my husband and I was seven weeks ago tomorrow. Um, I had already had about four major corporates or enterprises that had booked for training. And my first thought was, oh my word, how are we going to do this? And I quickly had to change the mindset that actually we can still do the training. We're just going to do it online and online. everyone can dial in from home. So I spent a bit of time doing some research, you know, Microsoft Teams versus Zoom versus Webinar versus Google Hangouts, et cetera, et cetera, and had to, you know, upskill on those very quickly. And then we kind of just pivoted online. And for me, probably my best learning that has come out of this is that I was so adamant I wanted to do in-person training. Like I was that trainer who was on that, you know, six o'clock flight out of Joburg Airport to get to Cape Town to go and train for eight hours to get on the, you know, nine o'clock flight back from Cape Town, landing in Joburg at 11, all in a day, because I thought in-person training was far more effective and I needed to be doing that. Then what happened was that it had to go online. So instead of like kind of thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to um, do this, or I'm just going to sit back and wait for lockdown to be over, I pivoted to online. And what I found was the feedback has been just as amazing. So if people have embraced it and they've really, you know, uh, formed that bond with me, you know, via a screen or Zoom or whatever it may be, the training is, if not more effective. So that for me has been amazing because I didn't, I didn't think that it would be. Right. And that's a really interesting point you raised there. And I wonder whether or not this is relevant in your case as well. I, I found that people are actually craving contact so much or just general interaction that actually this online situation is working brilliantly. And to your point, it's actually perhaps even more yeah. more so some, relevant. So some of the things that, that I've heard, you know, because I always like to finish my training and say, okay, what did you think? My training is typically over two days, but instead of running it over two days, I would do it in like four hour chunks. So we do like two hours, go and have a coffee and a, and a bathroom break, you know, whatever. And then let's come back and let's continue. And they said that that's better because then if I've done that in the morning, they've got the afternoon to implement what I've trained them on, maybe the next day. And then the next day there's four hours of training again. And I never thought about it like that. And since then, having spoken to other people that I've done training with, they're like, sure, yeah, Vanessa, your two days training is intense, hey? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like an information overload. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. That's really fantastic. And also, I suppose when someone's at home, you've got that kind of comfort that perhaps if you were nervous, maybe going to some kind of training forum or whatever as well, you, that's almost gone a bit as well, isn't it? Because you've yeah. got the, the comfort of being at home, so therefore it's more familiar. Absolutely. And it's so nice. So I have met so many pets. I've met so many <laughs> children. Um, it's yeah, like everyone's like jumping on the call. So when this, I was telling you this story, when this first kind of happened, I was having a meeting with a very, very senior person heading up talent acquisition um, at one of our local banks. 
and it was the first week of lockdown and she was sitting in the bedroom on a call. Obviously her partner, her husband didn't realize that actually it was a video call because now no one's used to it. I don't walk, walk behind anyone's screen anymore in my house. But anyways, he walked into the bedroom, took off his shirt, like unbuttoned, took his shirt. Now I'm having a call here. I'm trying to sell my training. This is a very senior member. I, what do you do? You've got to make that split second decision because now the guy starts reaching for the buckle on his jeans and all of those things. And I can see it, but she can't see it because she's obviously, you know, concentrating on my face and her screen is small. It's small. Right. <laughs> what did so you do? I said to her, so I just said to her, I said, I'm really sorry, but your husband's getting unchanged, uh, getting changed behind you. So she swung around. She said, stop it. And the husband was like, what? She's now I'm on a video call. And he's like, I never knew that. Oh. And he, 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 he charged out of the bedroom. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And there was like a lot of blushing and a lot of flusteredness. Oh, that, but that's so that, that magic. That was like my first, oh no, it was hysterical. And, so, and she took my training. I don't know whether it was like, you know, out of sympathy or, you know, whatever <laughs> it was or paying you to keep quiet. But um, it, it was just, yeah, it was just hysterical. I mean, a lot of people said, take a screenshot. And I was like, I didn't even have time to think to take a screenshot. I was like, I didn't want to see something I wasn't supposed to be seeing. No, but also, <laughs> but you're right. That's quite amazing. And in fact, actually, Vanessa, Vanessa or Val rather, was quite super professional just now. Because I've just been waving out the window to my son, who is, it's, it's half past six for me. And I, I said to Val, let's do this early so they're not awake. But he's woken up anyway. <laughs> Well, that's good. He's gone outside. I mean, good. Go entertain yourself. So, well, exactly. <laughs> He's gone to get the kittens. Love him. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. Now, before Van, that's, that's just the best story in the world. Before um, <laughs> the fan and I came on, we spoke a bit about what's going on with you. COVID's hit everybody. Everybody is weathering this absolutely insane storm in terms of how we need to adapt our lives, which we've spoken about very briefly. We talked about how you had things set up before uh, everything happened and you were having a bit of a tough week last week. Do you want to share with the listeners? Because I find this absolutely marvellous, this change in mindset <laughs> and how things have changed for you simply from how you've viewed things differently. Yeah, absolutely. So last week, Monday, I actually said, okay, this is my business development week. I had, I had no prospects. I literally had an empty pipeline from a business perspective. And I said, I'm going to see what I can do. So it was my week, pretty much a business development which is great. But I started and I kept on hearing the same story. We know we don't have budgets. Training budgets have dried up. You know, we, training budgets are going to pay people salaries so we don't have to retrench them. And I get that. You know, I understand. Other people were like, mm, I'm not so keen on the online training. Let's wait for after that. And I just kept on getting knocked back. And it was having an impact on me because I felt myself getting like more and more negative, getting into a funk, thinking, what should I be doing here? I'm trying my best. You know, you, you, I've got a business to run. I've got bills to pay, et cetera, et cetera. Then on the weekend, I had a chat with my husband and I said that I can't do another week of being knocked, knocked back. I, ca I, can't, I can't keep up in this negative space. It just doesn't work for me. So I said to him, I said, I'm going to take a week off from business development. And what I'm going to do is I want to do some upskilling myself. And um, there's been some fantastic webinars, podcasts, all of those things that I just want to sit back and I want to listen to let me learn myself. Let me probably update my training because if there's anything new, um, let, me, let me make my training better. And he was like, yeah, that's cool. And I mean, he's a bit like, don't panic. I'm earning a salary. You know, you worry too much, whatever, whatever, whatever. He's great. So I did that. And it's now Wednesday morning, seven o'clock in the morning. And this week, because I've changed my mindset as not being so panicked about I must make money and being anxious. I've picked up four new clients in two days. 
so it's just it's just like changing your mindset of what will be will be more accepting i cannot control the situation having some really good chats with people on the phone um you know video calls those kind of things i've managed to actually sell a lot of training and especially to the uk obviously where you are based and just for me it's just it's just been such a better week and i think it's because i kind of gave myself a, a stern talking to of you know, you can't control the situation, stop panicking, and what will be, will be. And it's just made such a difference, Nats. It really and truly has. I'm feeling far more positive. I'm having fun. I love training, so I'm excited to be doing that again. Met some really cool people, getting paid for my first webinar. I mean, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, it's all good. That is absolutely epic. And your mindset, your smile, your enthusiasm, and everything about that story is exactly what I think folk need to hear certainly I needed to hear it as well in terms of things are crazy at the moment it's very very unknown and we do all get into a funk and I think that's okay because you almost have to go through that to get out the other side you've got to you know ah this is you know not great but then realize it for what it is have the great the great mindset to be able to think to yourself no I've got to change things what do I need to do have the conversation with whoever you need to in and around you and if you don't have somebody yeah. close by speak to somebody else reach out to somebody else mm. and then that person as we were doing before this show as well you fire ideas off each other you yep. something could be just very small but you write it down and you think no I can work on that reach yep. out to other folk and then more conversations happen and then all of a sudden you're oh wow you're positive. Yeah. You're moving forward. You're yes, yes. I've got this. This is going to work out. There's no problem. Absolutely. And and it's don't like. I mean, I, I'm I'm a positive person anyway. I mean, I know that. I know I'm, I'm positively irritating and get called Pollyanna all the time. And and you know, almost about my things. coffee out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get you know. And it wasn't like I was like I don't think I was you know miserable and moody and grumpy about it. But I just felt a bit like oh. Just, is this what it's going to be like for the next couple of months trying to bring in work and you know, just a mindset change of I don't have to go and sell a full two days worth of training. I can do one-on-one in a shorter amount of time, get someone upskilled and up to speed and you know, that's, that's it. That's, that's all I need to do. It's, it's bite-sized chunks. And I think at this time also what I realized was that you know, instead of you know, trying to shoot the lights out, bring in as much money as possible during this time, bring in enough to survive, you know, that's, that's kind of all I need. You know, I think that that was also the big difference. You know, we've got goals and, you know, one day we want to go and live by the beach and things like that. And this is going to, you know, maybe delay those plans a bit, but it's still fine. You know, we still got a roof over our heads. We can still buy food. And, you know, I think that there's a lot to be grateful for that I had kind of forgotten about last week. <laughs> I think that's perfectly natural and I'm with you and uh, I normally ask at the end of the show and I think I'm going to change it I'm going to change it up because you've totally inspired me it's what's the takeaway from what we're going through at the moment isn't it it's actually what do we it's not about trying to seize the day anymore or sorry it is still seizing the day but it's not about those original questions that I would ask about how do you build up confidence it's what's the takeaway from what we're going through in this moment yeah how do we change absolutely and I mean, I think last week I was also quite miserable because I'm supposed to be sitting in Lisbon right now um, presenting at a, at a conference this week. And then my husband was going to come over and we were going to do like a nice trip. And because this was coming up and it's a big expense for South Africans to go to Europe, we haven't done a lot of big holidays lately. Like This was it. And I just, I don't know, I was just maybe hopping on that a bit too much in my mind. But I think what we've got to do is we've got to readjust our goals. So 
like I remember in January sitting down with the family, we were actually driving back from a holiday in the Berg and uh, said, my goal is to get international. So, I mean, I was supposed to be in Portugal now, Estonia next week, looking at the UK later in the year. And none of it's going to happen. And um, I just think that if we don't, we can sit and be negative about it not happening, or we can just readjust our focus. And in a, in a strange kind of way, the positive that's come out of this is I probably had better conversations with people overseas via video calls than I would have having a drink with them at a conference. Because I've managed to identify people and say like, okay, well, I was supposed to meet you guys at this conference in Estonia. I really like you. I've followed you for a long time. Let's rather set up a video call. And then that video call had been set for an hour and it turned into two because we've got on so well. But we've actually had a better one-on-one -on -one discussion as opposed to, you know, frantically in a two-day conference trying to meet as many people as possible. So, I don't know. Mindset change, eh? I totally, you nailed it. It's goals. I had this same conversation with a wonderful friend of mine, Susie Curran. We've set up a great Facebook chat as well, just to motivate people or just help people be inspired. I had goals all over my board here, but I've had to wipe them off. They're not going to happen now. Got to reassess them to your point. Look at them differently. Refocus. Everything's got a bit blurry. It's changed. We need to adapt. We need to move forward. Yep. We need to be agile, which is a fabulous word that you, you used earlier. And to your point on interaction, which I verbalized a couple of times, not quite such um, informed. No, they're beautiful conversations, but they're normally over wine in the evening. <laughs> but what we've said on the Zoom calls is we've spent three, four hours on a Zoom call having a glass of wine together. Time that we yep. would never normally spend one-on-one -on -one talking, you know, three-on-three exactly. three talking. You're over at a bar, someone's over there sitting on the couch, someone's, yes, you yes. know, gone to the toilet yeah. or whatever. But yeah. it's quality conversation now because you're yeah. together the whole time. Yes. So it's so much more invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely find that. I think that this is one of the things I don't want to lose when we eventually get out of lockdown, which no one knows when that will be happening in South Africa. But um, I think that it's... I don't know. It's just opened up a whole new world and a whole lot of new opportunities. I mean, I'm no longer looking at a local market too much only for training. I'm thinking, actually, the world's my oyster. I can reach out to anyone. And, and what's so nice is people are used to online. They're going to be used to meetings. They're going to be used to having training. That's what an awesome opportunity. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are because you can no. still do exactly that. And you're... Wow. Your van, you're incredible. Your enthusiasm, your knowledge, your get up and go is brilliant. We had, I must say, had the most amazing conversation that I needed before when we came on this show because we all need a bit of a pep talk now and again. So yeah, Absolutely. van is quite incredible. Oh, I love it. Right. Okay. Let's do some fun questions for you. I've got different ones to last time. Oh, good. Because I, I totally remember the last ones. Oh, do you? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. What's your favorite drink? Jeepers, you know, that's such a bad question. That's 46 days of lockdown and we haven't been able to buy alcohol. So, you Oh, know, of course. What are you at the doing? Moment, I could say, well, I could, I'm about to start making my own moonshine or, or pineapple beer or something like that, whatever I can get my hands on. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we, we are, okay, so I actually had a really good chat with a lady in Barbados last week who's also in the HR space and they also stopped selling alcohol and they're the only country that I know that did, did it. So we, as South Africans, were told three weeks, we're going into lockdown. We stopped up for three weeks. Right. Then we're now suddenly sitting in week six. 
Um, so what I have been doing is every time I go and visit my parents who don't drink that much anymore, I'm sneaking out bottles of red wine and um, <laughs> taking beers for the husband and all of those kind of things <laughs> is what I've, what I've been doing. But um, it's getting towards the end days, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I would say my favorite drink, I'm not fussy, hey, Nats, to be honest with you. I mean, if I'm out with mates, I enjoy a mojito cocktail. It's getting cooler now because it's winter, so a nice glass of red wine in the evenings is good. I'm just not fussy, to be honest. Nice. I like yeah. that a lot. So I like that a lot. Any cider or, I mean, at this point, anything, let's face it. Let's face it. <laughs> We're very lucky we haven't had that, I must say. Just on that, very quickly, for all the listeners as well, what's happening with South Africa at the moment? Because you had quite a severe lockdown at the start. I mean, you weren't allowed out yeah. at all, were you? No, no, no. So we couldn't leave our homes for four weeks. So as a runner and someone, you know, who has to run to get rid of all of this excess energy and get the mind right, it was incredibly difficult. But we can run now, but we can only exercise between six and nine in the morning, which is a bit of a pain because everyone and their dog literally is out between six and nine in the morning Mm. Uh, or more like eight and nine because also it's a bit chilly. Pretty much we went into a very strict lockdown so the, com- the country could get ready because I think that our numbers are going to really, really spike. I mean, yesterday was the first time we had 700 infections or over 700 infections in a day. Mm. So I just think with the nature of how we live in, in South Africa, um, a lot of close proximity living, you know, not great running water uh, services, those kind of things, it is going to spread quickly. Um, but the other problem which we have is we've got massive issues with our economy because yeah. when we went into lockdown, we were already sitting with around about a 30% unemployment rate and people are talking about that going to over 50% when we get out of lockdown because wow. the retrenchments and small companies are closing down and it's all having such a massive knock-on effect and impact. So now we're facing the, the debate of do we risk getting the virus, which I presume, you know, I think we're going to get anyway. So that's my theory. Do we risk getting the virus or do we let our people die of starvation? Yeah. It's, it's a so, tough yeah. way up. No, oh, bless you guys. And again, very, this puts everything into situation. perspective. Yeah. Puts everything yeah. into perspective again and kind of actually let's get up and do stuff because we, we can, exactly. you know, get online, do whatever you need to do. Okay. Bless you. Make it happen. Then. Make it happen. So when you can drive, what car do you drive? <laughs> At the moment I drive what the family refers to as the tank. So I drive the, um, the, the car that we use whenever we go on holiday and we go to the bush. So I drive a, a big 4x4 Pajero Sport. Um, but I must admit, it's, 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 it's lovely. It's huge. Um, I feel safe driving it. I've got a massive bull bar on the front. I've got a tow bar on the back. Um, I'll take it anywhere. I can smash a, pot, a pothole at speed and nothing happens. Um, and it's, it's just a great, chunky car. And the best thing about it is it's paid off. Oh, <laughs> so, oh well that's yeah. amazing yeah so, brilliant. so yeah so that's 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 what i drive and i think it suits my personality i love it brilliant okay now bearing in mind we're in uncertain times and folk are at home a lot uh good film what's well your favorite film perhaps or a good film that folks should be watching well you know what hey i saw and i haven't actually watched it yet but one of my favorite books ever is becoming by michelle obama I, oh I yeah love that's that woman. um it's out this month isn't it Yes, so it's already on Netflix. Oh, is it? Okay. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't actually say it's going to be my best film, but it's the next film that I'm excited to watch. Watch. I'm with so, you. Oh, yes, yeah, let's put what that. An, what an amazing woman, what an amazing oh. book. And um, so, so it's definitely on my to-watch list. We're more of a series kind of people because we don't watch a lot of TV and it's easier to watch a series while we're having dinner as opposed to a full movie. Um, but yeah, that would be, that would that's, be the that's on my list. 
Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And finally, since you've got the incredible, oh, beautiful South African backdrop with all the wonderful animals that you took, well, can you, is it possible for you to um, tell me, do you have a favorite animal that you like to observe, sure. particularly when you're out in the bush, whatever, or? I think all animals are so different and they all have such different characteristics that it's so difficult to choose. I mean, I'm or not one of those people who go to the bush and I'm like, I have to see the big five. You know, that's, yeah. I can quite happily go to the bush and not see the big five, but spend hours, you know, watching a dung beetle or sitting on a deck, having a drink, watching a herd of elephants come down and have a drink. And I think that's why I got into the photography side was that my husband, you know, comes from a big bush loving family and all the holidays are as a family are in the bush. And I kind of had to, I wanted to find something that I could capture those moments and do something because they're also birders and I'm not a birder, you know, so when you stop and look at a bird for half an hour trying to identify it, you know, if you've got a camera in your hands and you can take photos of that or the beetle on the floor or a pretty bush or whatever, it's, you know, it does help. So I think anything for me in nature is fascinating. It all kind of fits together so well and everything's needed. And yeah, for me, it's, it's whatever I see. I don't mind as long as it's unique. That's, do you know what? I love that a lot, actually, because, and also as well, one of the whole mindfulness and, you know, being in touch with everything around you is observing, isn't it? It's paying yep. attention to absolutely everything that's going on, the beauty in nature, the beauty in wildlife, the beauty in animals, how they exist, why they exist, and the purpose yeah. we all have together and being respectful for it. No, so I, I get not being able to choose. And your photos, if anyone follows or doesn't follow Van, follow okay. Van, because your images, you've got a really keen eye. They're stunning. So the, the silhouette one you had of the bird, was it a crane yes, or something? Yeah. Oh, crikey. It was a grand hornbill. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've actually posted more of my photos. So yeah, yeah. Instagram at van underscore raf. You are welcome to follow. Um, yeah, but it, it's just, for me, it's just a hobby for now, but it's something that I'd like to develop and do more of. I mean, there's not a massive market for selling photographs, but, you know, to sell a couple that you could blow up and put in someone's house as a gift or something is just great. It's Amazing. a really personal absolutely yeah. okay right so to close this out then and inspired by you earlier what is the takeaway from what we're going through at the moment from the experiences you've just had over the past week or two even in terms of changing mindset what's the takeaway that we can think about to push ourselves and forward that's for me there's actually so many but i think as someone who always likes to be on top of things and in control and knowing what's happening maybe the biggest takeaway is that I was working at a ridiculous rate. I was too busy. I felt like I wasn't giving my friends and family the time and attention that they potentially deserved or, or needed because I was always just so busy that because you can't control the situation, kind of just go with the flow and do what you can, I think is, is the best thing. You know, don't try and make sure that you booked for three months in advance and, you know, do, do what you can. Like kind of baby steps would be my biggest takeaway. And I've learned to be, yeah, not so concerned about the future, you know, what will be, will be. Absolutely. Love that a lot. It is about yeah. controlling what you can at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. What's immediately, yeah. what's relevant, what's important. And then beyond that, actually, I can achieve X, Y, and Z as well. And having yeah. invaluable conversations with people. If you're stuck in a rut, pick up the yes. phone to somebody, have a call with somebody, because that can fire your mind. You, you know, bounce ideas yeah. off each other and get yourself going. Yeah, it's amazing because you get so stuck in your own head and yeah. then you kind of, you just, you go round and round in circles and then you just think, oh, you know, there's no way out and it just, it's a downward spiral, but you know, you, you've got to talk to people because people see things from a different kind of perspective. 
I love it. Thank you, Van. Absolutely delightful to have you back on. Awesome. So meant to be. This has been absolutely wonderful. This will be a special show that will go out because I'm changing platforms. So I'm so excited. And we'll have this aired. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at the chart here on the 21st. So that's next week. A week away. 21st of May. We'll pop this out online. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Folks should just Google Vanessa Roth, basically, should they? (laughs) And they'll find you. Google Vanessa Roth. VanessaRoth.com is my website. At Van underscore Roth is my Twitter handle, my Instagram handle. Yeah, you guys, I'm not hard to find. (laughs) Put me on LinkedIn, Vanessa Roth. So yeah, not not difficult. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Van. It's been incredible. It's been awesome. It's been really cool. Thanks, Nat. I enjoy the the, the catch up and I'm going to do those action points which you said that we should do. Yes. Thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millersnell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethe-day.com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.